challenge us. And it was so beautiful to see that Rosa decided that Friday night that I'm not going to stay at home because I was actually scared the, the Saturday I saw she wasn't here that early bit. And I thought, oh, now she's really discouraged. But then she came. And it's amazing to see what God did. So I just want to encourage us that sometimes we look at our needs and our problems and what we're going through. And, and because of that, we're like, God can't use me. And God will use us regardless. God will, if we just choose to allow him to use us. Okay? Awesome. So just a reminder there, as Mervyn said, if you still want to grow in this more, hospital outreach next week Saturday while the couples are getting ready for Valentine's dinner, the singles can join in at the hospital outreach and share the love of Jesus Christ. 2.30 at the parking lot at Central Hospital. Amen. It's great. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) Awesome. So uh, last week we started the series on Go. And Pastor Franz started us off by sharing the importance of having a heart for the nations. Because one of the things that we're called to go to is to go to the nations. So last week it was all about going to the nations. We had Neil come in and he shared his testimony about how God used him to go to the nations. And this morning we're going to look at going to the campus. Okay? Going to the campus is what we're looking at this morning. And just to say, our students are not here with us this morning. They've started their campus service, and we're just trusting God for great things with them. Yeah? And some of you might be thinking, but this campus thing, you know, just go to the campus. Why are we really, you know, some of the songs were about campus, and you're thinking, yo, but we we want to sing about the Lord and the Holy Spirit. But I just want to say, where campus ministry is concerned, we don't do campus ministry just because we think, yeah, it's a nice harvest field. We do campus ministry because it's an inheritance that God has given us. Okay? In the midst of doing all these other things, if there's one thing that God has taught us and has called us to do as a movement, is to reach the campuses. That's why that banner at the back says, every nation, every campus. Every campus. God has given us the campuses of this world over and over. These are words that we continue to get as a movement. The church that you're sitting in today was started on a campus with a few university students on UNAM campus. That's where the service was, was birthed. Okay? So we should never look at campus ministry and underestimate what it's about. This is something that God has given us and we should take it seriously and we should never, as we're going, doing all these things, we must never forget campus ministry. We must never forget the students because I personally believe that God has given us the minds and the hearts of the young people. And he wants us to reach those young people, to transform them, that they may think God's thoughts after him. Amen. So I just want to show a short clip, if the guys at the back are ready, just of who we are as Every Nation Campus Ministries. Maybe if someone could also just switch off that light. campus is the place where ideas are shaped. If you want to know what society will look like five years from now, just look to the campus. 40% of Africa's population is under the age of 25. That's where we come in, reaching tomorrow's leaders today. Rhodes had a vision to build a railway from Cape Town to Cairo. 
As every nation, we are building a highway of holiness from Cape to Cairo. Young people are crying out for their meaning, for their purpose and destiny. I see Jesus healing their past and propelling them into the bright future. I see campus ministries reaching the lost, believers being discipled, and students being raised into leadership. God changed my life whilst I was on campus. Now as a professional scientist, I see God using me to transform society. I was recently privileged to be part of a team that was involved in finding an African solution to an African problem, malaria. I see an African continent that is free from malaria, a continent in which my children are free to express their God-given gifts and talents. I have seen the future. May 2013, I stood in an Astrodome with 9,600 young people worshipping God, and I realized this was the future of the Philippines. At the same time, I realized this nation was taken from Satan forever. I saw what was possible. I saw what could be. I saw what it looks like to take a nation for God. I did not just see numbers. I saw team. I saw unity. I saw faith. I saw excellence and destiny. Together, we can take Africa for Jesus. If we change the campus, we will definitely change the world. I'm getting goosebumps. That's so true. That's who we are. Okay? And that is what God wants to do in our movement. When it comes to transforming Africa, we cannot leave the young people out. And I know that in, in a lot of African cultures, the, the, the grown-ups are the ones that are talking about the things that matter. And the young people, you're told, just sit, just you wait. Yeah? But we need to understand that in the kingdom of God, God wants to use his young people as well. Young people are there for God to use in those ages so that they can go out and transform. Um, there's a quote here by Martin Luther. He said, I'm much afraid that the schools and universities will prove to be the great gates to hell unless they diligently labor to explain the holy scriptures and engrave them upon the hearts of youth. I advise no one to send their child where the scriptures do not reign paramount. Every institution that does not um, unceasingly occupy its students with the word of God must become corrupt. We must not forget that when schools were started, when universities were started, the primary purpose was to teach the Word of God. And through some time, obviously things evolved and new um, ideologies and philosophies came in that people decided it's good also to teach this to people. Some are good, some are not. And you'll only find out if you're a student sitting on campus. So that's why it's so important for us not to look down on students, but to really trust God to infiltrate campuses and make sure that as they're studying what they're studying, the word of God becomes so rich in their lives that they will be able to impact in a positive way when it comes to them living out their careers. The the interesting thing is that 50 to 80% of students that come to university as born-again or Bible-believing students, 50% to 80% of them leave as unbelievers. Yes. Some people get saved on campus. Some come to campus as born-again saved. But after a whole lot of teachings, they're so confused about God, and they start questioning their existence of the very God that they served before they went on campus. And the question is why? Why do things like this happen? Well, there's a whole lot of reasons. 
And this is where we come in. There's a whole lot, but I want to focus on four main ones. The first one is the sacred-secular divide. Students come on campus. Sunday is church. They believe in God, and they do what the Bible says, reading and stuff. But from Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday, the thought is different. Okay? It's, it's almost like the Bible that I'm reading doesn't necessarily impact the way that I'm living my life when I'm with my peers. I can just continue living the way I want to live according to how I think and what I believe. The Bible, there's no time or no encouragement to allow the Bible to actually shape the way people think. And this is not just for students. You will be amazed at how many Christians read their Bibles but don't know how to translate that into everyday life. Don't know how to think biblically concerning the subject that you're being taught. So Sunday is church and I'm doing church, but Monday when I'm sitting in the, 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 the class that is talking about the theory of evolution, I'm just taking it in. Okay? When I'm sitting in all these other classes that are talking about how uh, Christianity is cultural and it, it has everything to do with where you were born. It's, it's actually cultural imperialism. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's true. But I still believe in God. Yeah? So there's no connection between what I'm hearing and how I'm living my life according to what I'm hearing in the Bible with a lot of students. There's fire, there's passion, there's yes, Lord. But there's no connection between the Bible and what I'm doing as a student and what I'm being taught. And that is something that needs to change. The other thing is the worldview assault and anti-Christian bashing. Man, students have it tough on campus. Yeah? You come as a born-again Christian. And before you know it, people are asking you, what? You believe in the Bible? Come on, man. That's an old-fashioned religion. It doesn't exist anymore. What? You believe in sex after marriage? My goodness. Don't you know that nowadays there's condoms, they you know, there's, there, there's protection. You won't have to fall pregnant. Just do it already. You know? You still want to get married one day? Ooh, no, no, no. I'm an independent woman. This marriage is just not in my books. Marriage is outdated. Just find somebody that you like. If it doesn't work, move on to the next one. You know? So people are sitting with this. Students are sitting with this constantly. And being bombarded with this, whether it's in group discussions or it's just friends that they're meeting, they're, they're being taught stuff that is anti-Bible. Okay? And if they're not strong enough, they're going to have to, to stand for themselves. But if they're not strong enough to stand, they won't make it. They won't. I remember when I was on campus, there was a lot of Christian students where I was. I came a bit late. There were a lot of Christian students on our campus, in our residence, and as soon as you get there, it's like, whoo, drinking parties. I'm telling you, it's corridor parties. And they, they have a way of just sweeping you in to this culture, the student culture, that if you're not strong, you're just going to join in. You know? And a lot of the Christians I knew were just being swept into this thing. Yeah? They were just, Sunday you see them at church worshiping God. The rest of the week, they're busy doing other things that have nothing to do with the standard that God has set for us. And you're like, I mean, I used to be confused 
And I'm the type of person that asks questions. So I would ask some of them, tell me, what kind of Christian are you? Like, I just want to understand your faith in God. <laughs> I sometimes got into trouble for, with that, but this is just what happens. The, the culture that is happening on campus, there's the, this culture that really, sometimes it's so worldly that students that know God start feeling like maybe I'm being left out. Or not only that, but people are going to start thinking, you're so uncool. You are so boring. I can't believe that those are the things that you really believe. Do you really believe those things? No, man. Come on. And it's only a matter of time that they start thinking, oh, but people think I'm boring. They think I'm so uncool. Maybe I should just, you know, start getting, getting involved and becoming part of what they're doing. Peer pressure. Peer pressure, where you used to stand and say, no, I'll not be involved. You feel like an outsider. They start getting involved in that. Yeah? And with time, they lose their relationship with Christ. And the last thing, which is one of the biggest problems that we have today, is political correctness and tolerance. This is a big one. You know, as a Christian, you have your faith. You believe in God. But please don't impose what you believe on other people. People will have issues on students going out evangelizing Jesus Christ because they say, no, 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 but that's what you believe. Don't come and impose your belief on other people. Yeah? People are like, if, if you're not open-minded to homosexuality, if you're not open-minded to abortion, if you're not open-minded to this stuff, then you're intolerant. You know? Don't be so in a box Think outside of the box. Embrace everybody. Embrace all religions. Embrace all cultures. Embrace everything. People are just so different. They're in different situations, different uh, continents, different worlds. And therefore, we are all one under this universal God. But don't try to say that you are right and you know the truth. Yeah? They will tell you that there's no such thing as absolute truth. So with time, our students that are hearing this constantly start watering down the gospel and start making it personal. Okay? As long as God and I are fine, I pray every day and I do my thing. It's fine. I don't have to evangelize. I don't have to worry about everybody can have their own beliefs. This is what's happening on our campuses. And this is what God has called us to do something about. Because if we don't do something about this stuff, it is really, really going to impact our society. We can be speaking about transformation here, you know. But the future of transformation is in the campuses. Because that is where the masses are being taught how to think, how to transform, what policies to put in place, and how to... I mean, just think about it. A lot of the movements people want to start, they always think, Let's go to the campus. Do you know right now that there's a group of um, a group for gay rights that is on campus teaching students gay awareness? Hmm? Yes, how to be aware how gay people are, how they work, how you should just be aware of them, tolerate them, stuff like that. You know, so that you can start feeling sorry for them and start thinking that. Okay, maybe this is also just a part of God. 
a lot of the times when people want something done, they go to the campuses. They go to the young people. You know why? Because they know that young people are full of zeal. They're very passionate. And they're looking for a cause to live for. And if they can find that, if you can give it to them, they will go out for it. They will go after it. You know? Even the, 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 the Taliban, when they used to recruit, they would go to the campuses for the students. They would say, man, you are our man. You are the future. If you do this, you're going to make our nation great. You're going to make Allah great. You have a purpose to live, and this is your purpose. That is how they recruit. Everywhere people want to recruit, they go to students. Because there's the fire, there's the passion, there's the zeal. There's that, yes, I want to do it. Okay? So we do campus ministry because, not only because students start movements, which is really, really important. Um, I know you guys saw last year, Fees must fall. Just here next door in South Africa. It was one of the biggest news that we ever heard. People couldn't believe that students could be so radical to pull something off like that. They were so passionate and full of zeal. And they got to that point where they just said, we've got it. We just had enough with these fees that are constantly increasing. Then they started demonstrating. Then they started marching. And then they decided, man, let's just burn down. Whatever is in our way. You know? That's how much zeal they have. That's how much the passion is. That if there's no one to harness and help them be able to steer that passion in the right direction, it's going to burn the house down. It's going to go all over. Okay? So we need to be aware of that. But why we really do campus ministry is threefold. Number one, that's where our future leaders are. We do campus ministry, next slide, because that's where our future leaders are. The Jobs, Amupandas, the Lots, and all these other guys, they're being shaped on campus. They're being taught leadership principles on campus. And if we as Christians don't steer and start teaching people leadership principles that are based on God's word, we're going to have very different leaders than what we were expecting to have. We don't know whether the next student that's sitting with us is going to become the next Che Guevara. We don't know if they're going to become the next Mugabe. We don't know who they're going to become in the future. Okay? So it is important that we reach out to them and we teach them principles of God where they understand what true leadership is, leading with integrity and leading with God's heart. Leadership is so, so important. The ideologies and the philosophies that students are being taught today on campus will become what we see in the future. If more people are being taught on the campus that marriage is outdated, that God does not exist, evolution is a fact, you create your own truth, guess what? Those are the truths that people will start building our society upon. After every graduation, a new bunch of young people are coming out. And what they have in their minds is what they're going to build the society. Okay? So our campuses prophesy our future. And then we do campus ministry because the, the campus is a window of openness. Do you know that people who give their lives to Christ 
primarily do, do so between the ages of 13 and 25 years old. This is when people are most open and most teachable and most receptive to receive what you give them. After that, it becomes a lot harder because they've gotten used to living life without God and they don't really see the use of this God that you're speaking about. Unless some hectic crisis hits their life. It will be difficult to win people over to God when they're older. In the campus environment, students are hungry to learn. They're hungry to take in. They're always carrying books. They're saying, man, I want to learn. What do you? They're discussing things. So if we take the message there on campus then and start teaching them God's ways and how to think God's thoughts after them, themselves and after, after uh, the subjects that they're learning, then it's going to impact their lives tremendously because they're hungry to learn. They're just taking it all in. Okay? You know what they say? It's, it, what do they say? It, it's hard to, to, to teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Isn't it? No offense to the older people. You know? <laughs> yeah? But it's just, it's just something that people normally say. Okay? <laughs> but students are open. They're desperate for learning. They want to understand things. Okay? And then, the campus provides us the world at our doorsteps. The world is at our doorsteps when we go on campuses. It's this cosmopolitan environment. I know Namibia is still getting there. We're getting more and more foreign students coming in. Yeah? But if you go to major learning centers in Africa, if you go um, to Cape Town, if you go to Vitz, I mean, there's so many students coming together from all over the world. All over the world. That it's so easy to present the gospel to somebody who comes from a nation where they've never heard the gospel before. And they get so fired up and they take it back to their nation. I remember one pastor saying to, to their congregation, how many of you want to, to go to China? And there were some people putting up their hand, you're passionate about China. Yeah, I want to go to China. I want to preach the gospel to Chinese people. And the pastor said, you know what? You don't need to go to China to preach the gospel. Just go to Chinatown. <laughs> There's so many Chinese there. And as you bring the gospel to them, they'll bring it to their families. When they go visit, they will share the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's what ha what's happening on our campuses. We have so many students coming from Zambia, Zimbabwe, and they come to our campus. We teach them the word of God. We teach them the truths of God. They get impacted by this truth, and they go back, and they share it with their friends. I remember in, 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 in Cape Town, this guy from Angola, where he was just checking out how people are praying for all the, all the campus ministries we have, and then he realized on the map, but there's no campus ministry in Angola. I need something to happen on the campus of Angola. And that's where the heart and the passion burned for Angola. And they started training him and raising him up so that he can go to the campus there. Yeah? And they, they're doing a work. He's still small. They need more laborers, but they, they're busy setting up campus ministry there and helping uh, students get to Christ. Yeah? So we, we mustn't just think, oh, it's just Namibians. You don't know the impact 
of a student raised up on a campus and what they're going to do. And as I'm standing here today, <laughs> I'm a testimony of a student who left Namibia, went to study in South Africa at Rhodes University, got caught by the gospel, so fired up and passionate for it, and got involved in campus ministry in South Africa. Every year we, we were evangelizing, every year reaching out to students. And the more Namibians I saw, the more excited I would get, you know. But little did I know that God was raising me up to come back to Namibia and impart exactly that. Not that there was not work happening already. There were people like Richard and the Patricks and these guys, they were here. They were planting the seed, seed and they were watering the seed with prayer. They were crying out, God, change our campus. Yeah? And God was working there in me to come and harvest. So I just came to harvest what they were crying out for. Yeah? But it was just amazing to see that God raised me up, sent me back to come and do the work here. And you know what's so funny? There was a lecturer. Somebody was studying in, 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 in South Africa. It was one of my lecturers. Not my lecturer, but he was helping us with our tutorials in calculus, and he was a Namibian. And then he came here, and he became a lecturer. He actually did his doctorate. He's there. I think he's now a dean somewhere. I don't know if it's Dean of Mathematics or something. And I remember about three years ago, he saw me <laughs> on campus wearing I'm on fire t-shirt and organizing the students and we're going to go out now and, 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 and share the gospel. Sorry, four, four, five years ago. And I remember him looking at me and greeting me and he's like, because he used to know me at Rhodes. You know, that's what we used to do. And he was always like, but Yoma, you must now finish and go back home and get a job and, you know. And then he saw me with a t-shirt and we're setting up our stall and we're going out evangelizing. And he's like, oh, the thing you used to do there, you brought it also here. My goodness, you are really serious with this, this God thing, ne? He was really surprised. He didn't expect that to happen. Yeah? But that's how God works. That's the beauty of God. That he will raise us up to use us in places that we never thought we would be used by God. But campus ministry is so important. I mean, I went thinking a certain way, and I came back being taught principles of the truth of God, how to live life, uh, and just the, the foundations, biblical foundations that have helped me. It doesn't matter whether it's an atheist, whoever comes with what philosophy, you know, we were taught how to counter-argue this stuff. I mean, I grew up in a class where every week I was being told evolution is not a theory. It's a fact. Okay? That we came from monkeys. We were not created by God. Okay? Even babies, it's just a blob of tissue. It's, it cells and then it's blastulae and what, 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 what. They haven't really fully developed yet. You can just abort. All that kind of stuff. But while we were being taught that in class, we had what we call School of African Reformation and other seminars that were campus-specific teaching us why evolution is not right, why postmodernism is not right, raising reformers for Africa, all the stuff to think the way God wants us to think. So campus ministry is so important, and we should not ever forget about it. 
because that is what's shaping our future. The students that we're seeing today on the campuses are our future leaders, and they know, yeah? Or rather, they've got the power to steer the boat of any nation in the direction they want to they wanna steer it, okay? Major movements have started on campuses, from Black Lives Matter to all sorts of movements that have just brought a lot of liberation. So we need to be people that really, really understand that God has given us campuses as an inheritance. And so today I want to introduce us to our campus missionaries. Next slide. Yeah, Romans 10. <laughs> Romans 10. I want to read it here from my 14 says, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? And how can they preach unless they sing someone? The students need, every day they're being bombarded with thoughts, TV, all sorts of things that are against God's word. And they need to hear the word of God. But how can they hear the word if nobody preaches to them? And how can somebody preach to them unless we send someone? You know? They need to hear from someone that's sent. And so there we thank God that we have four campus ministries. These are full-time ministers. Yeah? Powerful women of God. Yeah? And we want to make sure that every year we have full-time ministers on campus that are preaching the gospel. These guys can dedicate themselves 100%. You know, sometimes they, they want to call you or they want to call Uncle Godfrey, and he's like, no, I've got family. And, you know, but these guys are there. 100% of the time they can attend to the needs of the students, and they can speak into the lives of the students. You know? And maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, but how can I get involved? You know? But how can I do this? I, yes, it, this message sounds good, but I'm not on campus anymore. I left campus 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. How is this relevant to me? Yeah. And I'm going to introduce Salma in just a bit. But before I introduce, because she's going to help us know practically how to get there. But before I introduce her, I want to introduce you to a new group of students. Where are they? If you guys could just come to the front. Yeah. We thank God for these two ladies that have signed up this year. Yeah? They finished their studies last year, and they decided this year, I just want to take a year to learn about God more and to serve campus ministry. They were reached on campus, and they want to continue. Yeah? They want to give out from what they've received, and they want to take this year as to do the end program. So they'll be doing the end program this year. So we're bringing them here so that you can support them, pray for them, encourage them okay. as they're on this journey. It's not the easiest journey. <laughs> I was there. It's not the easiest journey, but we thank God that he's going to use them mightily. Amen? And we must, yeah, we, we must really just uh, support them and be there for them. We're going to pray for them in a while. So I'm going to call uh, Salma to come to the front, and she's going to practically, practically give us tips on how we can get involved in campus ministry. You're going to come up? 
Are you okay? This pulpit is very anointed, I'm telling you. Selma, um, is uh, one of the campus missionaries on campus, and I'm just going to share with us how we can practically get involved with campus ministry, and we also have a sign-up list at the information table, so if you're one of the few people that are to sign up first, you can come, and then when you sign up, you get a thank you card, plus all our important dates for this, for this year, sorry guys. Um, okay, so um, two, years, uh, two weeks ago, we had um, uh, a training on, uh, for, for campus missionaries. Um, it was the materials from Manila. And they taught us, uh, spe- uh, specifically like uh, campus um, directors, that, you know, the strength of our campus ministry um, it will always be dependent on the strength of a relationship that the campus ministry have with the local church. So, yeah, this morning, I'll present you guys with um, a platform on how you can get involved, like for us as both campus and local church to build on this relationship. So, we would like you to be part of our sending team. The one one way that you can be part of our sending team is by praying for us, you know, both the campus missionaries and the campus students that we are reaching. So what I like about prayer is that, you know, prayer is an, prayer moves us into action. Like when we pray, our heart is stayed. But also prayer is an action with no substitute. So we must pray. And, sorry, and um, we have prayer walks on campuses. And that is where really we just take time out. We take a guitar, Hepsiba's guitar, and we walk around singing, just worshiping, like open air, and praying, like religious like we putting our stake on, on our in, claiming our inheritance basically in prayer. So before like the evangelisms and the discipleship and the leadership development that happen on campus, we go out to pray. And we have a prayer card. Uh, I left it there by Justina. It's <laughs> yes. Thank you. So we give out this to our students every Sunday. So they record their prayer requests and also their testimony, and then we collect it at the end of the service. So if you sign up to be one of our prayer partners, we will ask you if you would like to receive at most three of these cards per month, then you pray for the students. Okay? Or otherwise, we just get your number, and every Monday we forward you prayer points from campus ministry. The other part that you can be part of our sending team is by giving toward the campus missionaries and the enders financially. So we still have to pay rent, we still have to pay our bills, we still have to eat and have taxi money to go to campuses. And we still also want to be very practical in um, sharing the gospel and discipling the students. So we want to be able to, once in a while, just give them $10 for taxi when they're really struggling, buy them a meal on campus and, and stuff like that. And we have Missions Week on campus. So every month, we take a week where we just focus on evangelism on campus. So all the, even the discipleship groups, when they meet, they go out to evangelize. Every other event happening on campus, from campus ministry side that week, is 
evangelistic. Like the focus is to evangelize, you know. And you can be part of that because it's both during the day and in the evening we are in the hostel. So you can come at six, like for an hour or so, okay. And we have the rock. It's also one of our evangelistic tools. Well, we were not invited for the rekindling something, something, but <laughs> which I know it's going to be great. But um, on March, we, we, we're having our first The Rock this March, and we're um, discussing to have a theme around that thing called forever, love. <laughs> yeah, so would really like for people in relationships, um, coaching, engaged, married, to sign up just to get involved, you know. You can, it, there's a, a column written missions. If you sign up there, then we'd call on you and ask, are you in for evangelism or are you going to come for the rock? Maybe to just, at the end, after, because it's going to be a sofa talk kind of thing. So you either sit on the sofa talk and share with the student or after, when they've heard everything they've heard, then they'll have questions and then you'll be available so that they can come to you for advice and prayer and, and everything. So that is on our evangelism. Discipleship, we have Lorna, um, a woman is a vision, and then the men united. So here the women come together and the men go together. Um, we, we really just discuss uh, our issues on identity, purpose, and how to build healthy relationships. Because if our relationships are healthy, the community and societies and the families will be healthy too. Okay? Uh, so that is it about our discipleship. And then we have leaders' development. We have mentorship. It's very important. We're busy discipling the students right now, but we would like, especially the young professionals and also um, the older people, to mentor our students, either in life or career-wise. Because now they're studying, they're studying, we're discipling them, yes, but they would also really appreciate a person with experience, either from life or career, to just sit with them and it's like a once in a month or once in two months where you just take two hours, you know, a lunch or whatever with a student. And then you listen to them and you speak into their lives. And then we have life coaching. Um, life stands for leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. So it's, it's really something very strong in our hearts as, as campus visionaries to equip and empower students for life. But yet again, it's not something we can do alone. Because most of us, <laughs> when we are equipping or training them in this thing, it's more toward church. But we want them to be empowered to live life in the marketplace as well. So if you are willing to be a life coach, you sign up there and we will train you. <laughs> this is like our life coach manual. It's just 10 pages, you know, if. It's like side to side. It's 10 pages. We'll take three months to train you. And in those three months, we'll give you three books to read, which my favorite one is the one on integrity. Um, who you are when no one's looking. It's Bill Heidel's, I think. You know. So we will train you. If you are willing, that's good for us. We will train you <laughs> until you become able. You know. And because we, we really believe that if the students are winning, in leadership, you know, where they really understand that leadership is influence and it's by function, not title or position. They understand 
that integrity is important. Like they live by their conviction. They do what is right, no matter how sticky the situation is. They're winning in faith. They're doing everything unto the Lord. And they're doing everything with excellence that they're always going an extra mile. They will win everywhere. And if they are um, diligent and faithful and consistent in living out this life, then there will be people of influence wherever they are. Okay? So that is how you can get involved. Please come see the sign-up table behind and we will contact you. (laughs) And then you'll be part of the team. Thank you. Amen. See, God just made sure that she would be drenched in the anointing before she comes and shares here. So that as she's sharing, the words are stirring specific people's hearts that will really sign up and say, how can I get involved in campus ministry? How can I support the students while I'm working as a young professional or while I'm doing my everyday life? And just remember, she mentioned three things. Either you you can go and be part of this activities. You can pray for them or you can give financially. And whichever the Lord lays on your heart. But I would just want to ask us that we continue to pray for the campuses of Namibia. We continue to pray for young people because the enemy is always trying to steal them so that he can steer them in a different direction. But God wants, God really wants young people to stand, to know him, to to give their their passion, their zeal towards him while they're still young. And so I really just want us to stand and pray now. And as we're standing, um, during worship, I really sense the, yeah, we can all stand and just, we're going to close now and pray. During worship, um, I remember when, when the guys were singing their song saying, fill us up, send us out, fill us up, send us out. I literally saw like a, um, what's that, poiki pot. Those those pots that you cook outside by the fire. And there was food that was cooking in there, but it was boiling hot. And as it was boiling, the lid was opened, and this fragrance was just coming out. And people were literally smelling it and coming to it. And I really sense the Lord saying that, as we give ourselves to him, yeah, to his fire, allow him to, to like, almost like burn us, yeah? And burning just means taking away the things that are not of his, removing the chaff, removing the stuff that entangle. As we allow ourselves to be like the food that was in that pot boiling with the fire of God, yeah, we will... Bring forth this beautiful fragrance that is going to go out and it's going to bring people forth. It's going to attract people because they, you know, when, when food is smelling so good and people are hungry, when they can smell it and they start following where the smell is coming from. And that is literally what God wants to make us be like, you know. And I just want to, I want to trust God. We've been praying a lot of, of go songs. Go, go, go. Yeah? But we cannot go. Unless he is in us. Unless we are in that pot boiling and get his fragrance. Yeah. We need to be people that are so drenched with the presence of God because we spend so much time with him that we just ooze God wherever we go. 
And in this season, God is going to start changing mindsets. Where we've been thinking negatively, where we've been thinking in a certain way. Yeah? It's the zeal and the passion for God is not reserved just for young people. You can be old like Caleb and say, give me my land. Give me my land. And that is really what God wants to do in our midst. So this morning, I just want to pray for us. And I want to say, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that as we're standing here, Lord Jesus, that you're calling us into this new season of going to the nations, of going out to Father God, to our neighbors, of going out to the campuses, of going to the marketplace, of going, Father God. You're saying no longer are we meant to just receive for ourselves, but we are meant to receive, to bring out and give forth to others, oh, Father God. And therefore, Lord, we pray, Father, that where our witness has been tainted, where our witness has been stolen, where we've allowed our witness to be under the blanket, we say, God, will you come? And revive our witness. Will you come, O oh Father God, and shine so bright within us that we may be like that light that is going to shine wherever it goes. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you for that, Daddy. We thank you for that, Lord. And Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just want us to enter into a just short prayer. Wherever you are, just begin to pray in tongues for the campuses again. We want to raise up our campus ministry before you, Father God. We want to thank you, Lord, for such an awesome opportunity, oh, Father God, to be able to reach out to the future generation. We thank you, Lord, that the campuses of the world are our inheritance, oh, Father God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we will go out and get this inheritance, oh, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that though we may not be there physically, Father God, we're going to pray for them. We're going to go, we're going to send towards them, oh Father God. We lift up campus ministry before you. We lift up our directors before you. We say, Father, will you infuse them with a new energy this year as they're going out, oh Father God. We thank you for zeal. We thank you for passion, but we also thank you for wisdom. Wisdom to steer the young people in the direction that you want them to go, oh Father God. Wisdom to steer them, Father God, to be quick, uh, to be the, 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 now, the, the soldiers that you're calling them to be, oh, Father God, part of the army, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that raised, the leaders will be raised up, oh, Father God, that are going to impact societies, oh, Father God. We thank you for your supernatural favor over the campus ministries, oh, Father God. Supernatural favor, Lord Jesus, to do your work. We thank you that the harvest is coming in. The harvest is coming in. The harvest is coming in. But it's also being discipled, oh Father God. We're not just looking for converts, oh Father God. But we're looking for disciples, oh Lord, that will think your thoughts after them. And they will be radical for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that. We thank you for that, Daddy. And we worship you this morning. We praise your holy name. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that you are great, you are exalted, and you are high and lifted up. Thank you, Jesus. And the Lord would say to us that he has heard our cries. He has heard our cries. He has heard our cries. And that which we're crying out for, he will answer. And so if you're here today and you don't know the Lord, you don't have a relationship with God, but you want to come closer You've heard these testimonies. You've heard, you felt that tugging of the Holy Spirit. 
if you're here this morning, while every head is bowed, if you're here and you don't, want, and you don't know the Lord, please just raise your hand this morning. We want to pray for you. Is there anyone who wants to know God this morning? Is there anyone 